because sometimes where you're like so stuck into university so stuck onto like you know reaching the next checkpoint like okay go to high school university you forgot that when you were a kid you had a dream that was bigger than all of that and you get like so lost in the kind of like medium to pursue that dream that you like we get it all backwards you forget what you're doing what you're doing Welcome back to another episode of Struggle Create Strength. Struggle Create Strength is a mental health platform and podcast exemplifying that everyone has a story. I always say that no two stories are the same, but every story has the potential to help someone else. Now in today's episode, I am going all the way over to Madrid to bring on Christina. And if you don't know who Christina is or what she does, obviously you will find out in this episode, but the biggest thing that you need to know is she is an incredibly caring, genuine, and honest person. Talking with her, seeing her vulnerability and the strength that she possesses was absolutely incredible. I honestly, I didn't know her whole depth of her story and when she started talking about self-harm and some of the struggles that she's encountered and the feelings and just all of all of those dark thoughts that she has experienced in her life and the dark moments it it really goes to show that you never know what somebody's experiencing and this episode with Christina was it was one that hit home for sure and it was one that I know everyone will gain something from and Hopefully everyone can find a voice from it as well because this episode, her, her voice, her story, it has the potential to change a lot of lives. So I highly, highly suggest listening to this in its full entirety. And again, I, I hope you enjoy and I hope that you can reach out to Christina afterwards because the strength that she possessed, possessed on this episode was absolutely remarkable. So with that being said, here is Christina's story. All right. How are you? Good. Okay. How are you? I'm good. Just get back from school, actually. So um, yeah, it was nice. That's nice awesome. Yeah. I, oh, I bet. I mean, when you, uh, when you sent me that message today and you're like, yeah, it's, it's going to be about like nine o'clock instead of 10 o'clock. I was like, oh my gosh, like, no part of me was actually thinking about the whole time difference. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh, like I just, I totally, <laughs> totally blanked out on it because usually it's me that's accommodating <laughs> to other people, but this time it was you. So, I mean, I appreciate that on your end for sure. Yeah, that, that's the right. Like I was seeing like my mouth, like, okay, how, how many hours they have left now? Like it was like, it was so much fun. <laughs> well, it's also so much fun. It was also painful at some point, but yeah, um, I'm used to it. Like I lived in, I lived over there for a couple of years. So whenever I wanted to speak with my family, I like, I, we had to do the math. I'm like, it got to this point where we just like, oh yeah, we know 3 p.m. for you. It's a good time for me to talk because it's like night here and so on. So yeah. And I guess it is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say I guess it is kind of nice hey because that's about dinner time for you right now as you were saying last time <laughs> yeah pretty much actually like I just had dinner before this so like I'm a planner so I have like enough time to get home have have dinner and like get my wrap myself around the like the idea of like okay that's so over and now let's get on, on with this uh, <laughs> that's just, awesome yeah no and honestly like I, I appreciate you you making or taking the time out of your day to actually 
to do this and film a podcast with me. I know we're both super excited, excited to do this. And um, I just know like, and even something that I want to tell everybody that will listen is the way that you responded and the way that you act like reacted basically when I asked you to be on the podcast was literally the reason why I do these podcasts. Like I've never, um, or I'll just say like anytime anyone reacts in the way that you did. And I, I will truthfully say, like, I think you are the person that got most excited out of anybody that I've ever had on the podcast. So to just have that and see that reaction and just know how pure and genuine that was for me was super, super exciting. And again, it just instilled that form of love back within myself for this podcast. And I just, uh, yeah, I'm just super, super grateful to have you on, to have you so excited and to be able to share your story. It, uh, it's very, very exciting. And I'm just super honored. And I just have to thank you in, uh, in a whole nutshell there for, for you being you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Like, honestly, I'm, I'm beyond grateful to be here. Um, you should tell people like, I almost began crying when you asked me to be in the podcast <laughs> because I'm such an emotional human being. Um, but yeah, that's all right. Um, it's honestly, I've been looking forward to this moment all week and like, I've been listening to some, like one of some of the things you previously recorded and because I really wanted to know, like, what are you doing here? And I didn't have much idea before you, like you asked me to be here. So I wanted to like not prepare because I like to be like, I think it's better to be genuine and I honestly have prepared Mm. nothing. Um, but yeah, I I wanted like to see more or less what, what you had out there and like, what the message you're trying to convey is and I absolutely love your work so yeah I'm, it's such an honor to be here to be honest <laughs> of course yeah no honestly I appreciate that and I think even like you said right there and obviously what I try to always put out into every single podcast is just saying like we don't come into this with a massive script where I send you all these questions and you have like a million things to go over and figure out and figure out what you want to say because as I always say it's just it's just a really good opportunity for you to share your story and for us to have just a really pure, genuine, authentic conversation. And I know when you and I spoke last week and we were on the phone for however long that was like an hour or something like that, we just Mm -hmm. got to really have a great conversation and talk and, and there was nothing that was planned, obviously going into that. It was just us sitting there talking and obviously just from hearing your story was when I immediately was like, Kat, I I want you to tell your story to to the rest of the world because it's, it's a story that's worth hearing and you yourself are such a genuine person and you really do possess all the attributes that are like all the, um, I don't even know how to, how to exactly say this, but like you basically are the morals of struggle create strength and just who you are and what you possess is exactly what struggle creates strength tries to get across. And that for me is what matters. And, and it's like I said, there's just a no brainer asking you to come on the podcast because I, uh, like I said, I was very intrigued by your story. It was a way for me to look really introspective within myself. And I was like, we have to put that out to the rest of the people. Cause I know it'll do the same for them. Thank you. Like, to be honest, after the call, I was like, Oh man, like this man doesn't even know half of the story. Like he knows bits of it that the things we could go through, but like there's so so much more over there. Um so yeah, like I was thinking about it this week because I'm like I was thinking about it. I'm like, okay, I 
probably haven't have never ever told it like the whole thing to anyone besides like the five or six people that are closer to me so for me this is going to be like a huge something that's like super out of my comfort zone to be honest <laughs> um but I just really want to put it out there and I was also thinking like oh man like so you see successful people come into these things and uh, do I consider myself like I have reached success success in my life and I was like no like I'm not on the point I want to be right now but if I have to be an example of something let's just be an example of the process <laughs> and I just want to look back into this like years from now and think oh wow <laughs> look at me I was like look at who I was back then and like look at me now that's awesome and like there's probably a thousand things so a thousand things that the future me will say to who I am right now so yeah it's it's that I is... take time capsule to be honest <laughs> <laughs> no that, that that's actually I don't think anybody has ever came on and said anything like that to be honest I uh I actually totally agree. I sometimes I often think about that as well, where I'm just like, okay, when I go back and watch them, because like I've actually done that where I've gone back to some of my early, early episodes. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I just I had no idea what was like what was gonna come of this, what was gonna happen, who I was gonna speak to. And now it's just interesting hearing you say that because it's like, yeah, like for ourselves, we're constantly growing and we're constantly learning. We're constantly just going into all these different, different paths of life. And it's just so interesting because if you do think about it, it's like, okay, fast track five years from now. It's like, imagine listening to yourself talk five years in the past and being like, this is who I am. <laughs> this is what I do. And it's, and then you go five years into the future and it's like, geez, like, who knows? Like you can obviously predict some things, but at the same time, when you are embracing life in the way that you do, especially, I, I think it's like, oh man, like it's going to be very interesting to see, uh, see what changes in that, in the next five years or two years, one year, whatever it is. Right. But it, uh, who you are right now, I 100% will deem as a, a successful person. And, and that's ultimately what matters is, um, not that you are like a successful person, but just in the fact that you are a person that a lot of people can learn from. And that's how I can obviously deem you as a very successful person. And you are like talking to you, getting to know you in the last week when we spoke there, that's why I said, there was no question whether to bring you on or not bring you on because you just, yeah, honestly, just somebody who is very smart, very educated, and obviously possesses a lot of very valuable morals. Thank you. You should put a, you should also put out there that I'm only 21 years old. <laughs> <It's something laughs> there we like go. Most, most people find hard to believe. Like you're saying, oh, you're so educated. I'm like, okay, well, I'm I'm getting through university right now, you know. So I know how much education education I have gathered um, just until now. But I'm I completely think something that I told you the other day, and it's that for me, education is a way of sharing love with people. Like it's another way of loving. Like I may not know much about life. I might may not know much about physics, math, whatever that you you mentioned. But whatever I know and whatever I've gathered from my experience, that's yours, and that's for whoever wants to listen. So and mm -hmm. that's like for me the purest way of sharing love and giving love to people mm -hmm. exactly 
Yeah. And honestly, with that, I think the best thing to do now would obviously be to, to actually just introduce you and, and have you jump into bits of your story. Because like, again, that's, that's how we obviously all learn as we learn from people's experiences and, and their different feats of life. And you're somebody again, who, like you said, like you haven't lived where you live right now for your whole entire life. And um, yeah. maybe even to start there, like, what was it like as a younger teenager moving because did you move when you were young like how young were you when you actually moved okay um let's like I'm just <laughs> start from the very beginning um sure, so, that's perfect <laughs> um I'm Spanish my nationality is Spanish so are my parents uh both of my parents are from Madrid which is the capital of Spain just a little bit of, little bit of geography here uh mm. but I actually always lived in north of Spain in Cantabria which is one of the provinces there such a beautiful place it's like kind of like Vancouver but like rainy and so on but it has its its, its charm um so I was actually kind of funny because the north is kind of like very rural so I had like uh my family was from the bigger city but like I I grew up in between cows and like lots of nature and so on so we I had like both of both worlds you know it was very like now I look back at it I'm like Wow, it was such a it was beautiful <clears throat> childhood, and I wish that to my children and anyone else to be able to grow up in such a beautiful place. But then, when I was growing up, I began to notice that, like in some mentalities, some things there were like differences. You know, like I saw the world in a different way than more, some people did, and also, for example, my parents were like super um, not straight, but like they were like. Uh, super focused on me learning English, learning languages. Um, I happen to have one English last name. We still don't know why, <laughs> but my other last name is like super long in Spanish. So I just keep it short sometimes for people to be like, so it's easier. Um, but yeah, so I grew up over there. And uh, then I got, I was given the opportunity to study abroad. And that was something like pretty much everyone on my mom's side of the family had done. I had grown up hearing the stories, oh yeah, your aunt felt was this one time in uh, in Minnesota, and like it was like so cold. Like I, I kept growing up and uh, listening to those stories, and I never thought of doing it myself up until I was like 15. I was so fed up with school here, I was so fed up with everything, and I was like, oh man, I want to ch I want some change, because I was like, I was like um, always striving to be top student and what whatsoever. But here's the education system. Let's say it's completely different universe I'm not gonna get into it but I wasn't happy at the point that I was and I wanted more I wanted some adventure I also wanted to run away from what I knew and to start from zero so this one day I was given at school this like little paper that said hey scholarships to go and study abroad and I was like oh my god this is my opportunity I need to do this and I went home I told my mom mom I don't know what you think about this but I want to do this and she was like okay, you go and try it. <laughs> and I try, I actually applied, but I couldn't, I didn't get any of the scholarships. Um, and my parents were so kind to think, okay, now that you tried your way, let's try our way. And for most people, they probably don't know how, how it works. And they've seen international students in their schools, but they know nothing about them. You say you go through an agency, you contact them and they like do all the things. And the reason why I came to Kelowna and not 
like Nanaimo, Vancouver, or anywhere else, was just in this like little tiny paper when I went to the agency, was within Kelowna, and I was like, okay, it sounds, sounds nice. I know nothing about this place, and sounds like a nice city to begin with, so why not? Mm-hmm. Um, and also like, it was like, why not? Why can't I accept the States? Like, I absolutely have no idea why. I just like had to pick between two things and they were written down. So I was like, okay, this one, no, this one, no, this one. And that's how you choose, you choose your way through life and how you should do things. <laughs> so I moved to Canada when I was 16, actually. <laughs> and I spent two years there. I graduated high school there. So it was like all the way through grade 11 to grade 12. I was like, in the beginning, I was only meant to be there for grade 11. And then I will go back to school here in grade 12. But I fell in love with Canada, with the country, with, uh, it's going to sound crazy, but I actually like the school system a lot better because I, here, here you had to like focus in sciences, languages, letters, like you had to pick specifics. And there I could just do whatever I wanted. Like if it was art, it was art. And I also could do uh, chemistry at the same time and biology. And like, I didn't have to, to define myself or like to keep myself in one category, whatever, even if like I want to be a doctor way back then, you know? So for me, it was like so nice. And I remember my, my dad saying, yeah, of course you want to stay. I have been, I have never seen you this happy in such a long time. So yeah, go ahead. So yeah, I just, I have wonderful parents. That's how I can like describe it. I have wonderful parents that like were, they were willing to sacrifice the fact of having their daughter two years away, being like underage and whatever, so they could be happy. Mm-hmm. And when things get interesting was when I got to grade 12 and like I was living two worlds. Okay, so I was studying in Canada in the morning. I went to high school like a normal human being. And then in the afternoons, I had this other academy that was preparing me for which will be like the Spanish SAT, so uh, university and, and entrance exams that we need to do here. Um, mm-hmm. If you study in Spain, like all your grade 12 year, all you hear is eval, 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 which are like the acronyms for it. So it was like, it began to be like super stressful to me. Like I was uh, doing many things and I always excel in school and I was finding very hard to do it all at once. Like I was finding super, super hard um and like I began to doubt myself to points where I've never doubted myself like my I was so stressed I was so concerned about what other people might think I was also so concerned about like keeping an image and being like oh yeah no everything is fine because I'm living with someone that's not my family like host families are like I had great experiences with both of the host families that had me and till this day I'm being grateful for the people I got to meet and encounter but I kind of wanted to tell, let them know I'm fine okay I'm like I'm fine I can't I can do it uh, and also my parents back home like back home um when I came back over the summer in between grade 11 and grade 12 there were things that had happened um between my family and things weren't fine so I got to leave and I knew that my family wasn't in a great spot and for me um, 17 they were like my main support system so I, I began like hiding things from them and not letting them know when I wasn't feeling good and when I wasn't like when I was like having not so not very good days just I thought okay okay well 
maybe my mom's just better at night if I just tell her, oh yeah, no, no, I'm fine. And she only sees me on the weekends, which is when we have time to speak. So um, that's what I chose to do. And now I look back at it and I think, okay, yeah, 17 year old me didn't have any better ideas. And I completely understand. I have forgiven that part of myself. But what was what took more to forgive was that came what came afterwards because I actually began uh, doing self harm, and I began like um, having like actually uh, not issues with it, but you know how it starts. You did once and you are like, oh yeah, no, I'm never ever gonna to do it again. You know, like mm-hmm. this is it. This last time I do it, I'm not. Oh, okay, my battery's about to die. I'm not someone that's going to do self harm and like there's just something isolated that happened once. And it's never going to happen again. And I was like, I'm super good at hiding this from everyone and no one is going to notice. Not knowing that, of course, my boyfriend at that time will notice and that he will see the marks on my wrist. I mean, though I was like very smart, putting like uh, head, head, hair bands over it and like try to cover it, covering it somehow. Um, but he will notice and he'll be like begin to be super concerned and I'll be like oh yeah no it's nothing it's not gonna happen again I'm okay now I'm, I've gotten like over it don't don't even worry about it I'm, I'm doing fine like I was so focused on telling everyone I was fine I, like putting a list of pretty face and just getting out there even if there were nights where I like cry myself to sleep you know and if like sometimes I'll be with my boyfriend for no reason I'll be to cry and he'll be like he'll be like what's wrong and I'll be like I don't know everything's just so fucked up I just don't know what to think right now um and all of that and I didn't want to get any help at that point because I was so scared like what if everyone finds out then I go back to Spain I go back to my country um I lose the school year I lose everything I have here and like overall my life is not going like that bad like I'm achieving things I'm doing decent school like I'm doing pretty well in school in Canada and my school in Spain I wasn't doing so good it was like I wasn't keeping things going so like I figured like maybe in the summertime when I get back home I can get some like help but also I didn't really believe in psychology back then which is kind of ironic because it's what I study now, <laughs> I study now. <laughs> And I was like, no, yeah, no, I, I, I can't help myself. I need no one. And it got to the point, like, when by the end of the school year, I also tried to apply to colleges in Canada and stay so badly. And I couldn't because I'm, like, scholarships and international students are also different sections. I'm not going to get into it. But I just, I couldn't do it. And I remember thinking at the point, I'm a failure. I failed everyone. I failed myself first. I failed um, my boyfriend because I'm unable to stay in the country and I'm a, I don't know how this is going to work. I failed my family that put their trust in me, uh, thinking that I'll be, you know, okay in a different country and that like they really have faith in me getting into school here and still failed. Like, I couldn't do it. And I got back home, had my exams and I had no idea of what I wanted to study for the first time in forever. And I was like, okay, yeah, I was good in chemistry through high school. I think I can do something related with chemistry and art. Let's try this thing. And that's where the, sp- like the spiral just gets bigger because I'm, like, I thought that chemistry was going to be one thing, but being years away from 
the school system here, I remember getting to like the first classes and being like, I understand half of the things the professor is saying. Um, everyone else seems to get everything and I feel so stupid for the first time in my life, what's going on? Um, and also like being who I was, I was like, okay, no, I'm just gonna put more effort into this and it's gonna be okay. And I'm gonna let my friends know that it's okay. And at this point I was, I moved from Cantabria to Madrid to study here, but I was kind of like living on off with my dad because he worked here during the week, but then he went uh, to the north during the weekends to be with my mom and my sister. So he'll see me sit in my desk and I'll begin to be like, like blank, blocked. I couldn't like study. I would cry if I opened the book. And I just was pressing myself so hard. I was like, I have no idea of what's going on, but I'm not gonna ask for help because I've managed this before on my own. I can do this on my own and whatever. And then I kept like living in this whole movie where I could do things on my own and instead I was doing nothing. Um, yeah, so for on the one hand, it was a beautiful year because I had like, I the friends I made that year have last, most of them have lasted until today. Mm-hmm. And they were there for me. But then when I broke up with my Canadian boyfriend, because of the distance and everything, I resorted to, well, you know, when you're not good, you just try to numb your brain with whatever. So for me, it was mm-hmm. um, alcohol, partying, and again, pretending that everything was fine. And um, I was just being a normal 18-year-old, because here at the drinking age 18. And mm-hmm. I was doing, you know, what I was supposed to do, enjoying my first year of university and doing whatever I had to do. And then when finals came up, I just began self-harm again because I knew no better mm-hmm. and again one of my closest friends noticed and he was like dude you are not okay you need to ask for help like stop pretending that everything is fine and being this super cheerful person when you're dying inside like please go ask for help um I like when like I think only two or three people knew about it and uh, he he pretty much forced me to speak about it to my best friend because I hadn't told her anything about this. I was like feeling super, I felt like the feeling was dirty. Like um, it's something you should not do. It's something like you're being marked forever. And I was like, oh no, I'm, I'm being super careful. And I don't want to like have scars or anything, but it's just when you're alone with yourself, you you know what's going on. You know you're not fine. You hate the person in the mirror and you're like, you look at yourself in the mirror and you see your torturer. So yeah, I remember like talking to her and actually I talked to her this morning about that one point, that one conversation we had and from a completely different point of view. And what I said to her this, to her this morning is, Honestly, for what I not put you through, but what I told you that one day, you were awesome. Because it's like, none of us have the tools to deal with it. None of us knew what to do with it. And you were just there, you listened, and you didn't force me to do anything about it. You were just like, okay, you have this problem. It's not okay. Like, we should ask for help, but you, you left me, you left me at my like my own pace and asked for help when I when I needed. So like and she was also 18 at the point. Like, that's not easy to do. 
Like, mm. I like if I put myself on her shoes, shoes right now, I'm like, oh my god, that really like that must have have sucked so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one thing that she told me is like, you're just so good at like keeping a low profile of it, like not letting anyone in to know that you were actually not okay. You have taken me so much time to like to do you know about it and uh, she was like here and my friend also came up teamed up and tried to get me into getting help and like going clinics or whatever but I didn't want my friends to find out and like to put them through the suffering or whatsoever so I just resulted no I can deal with this on my own and I'm fine because I was doing such a great job of dealing with it on my own <laughs> um and I was like I was just like, oh no, this is gonna be the last time. Every single time, this is going to be the last time. And it's true that during like long, long periods of times, and I can go like months without cutting my wrists and whatever. But whenever a stressor came or I felt that I was out of control, I felt like so much guilt building up and things, negative emotions that I didn't know how to deal with, I'll go back at it again. Mm-hmm. And it got to a point when. Like this was 2019, well, 2020, like I kept, you know, having my life. Um, my best friend told, talked to me about this one course she did, she did to learn faster. And I was like, oh, wow, that sounds cool, but I'm not interested in that. Like I can do things on my own. <laughs> I, like, um, I'm doing just fine, I, I swear. And she was like, yeah, sure, right. <laughs> um, you do you. And then we went to Egypt together with her family. And uh, it was also one of the, um, I think, most spiritual journeys that I ever had. And uh, it's also like one of the um, trips that cracked my head the most. Like for me, being in Canada for two years, uh, living in a different culture and everything, like, you know, it opens up your mind for sure. And mm-hmm. um, Egypt, in only 20, 10 days, uh, managed to do more or less the same thing. And I was like, wow, I. I love the person that I am when I travel. And uh, I'm seeing a part of me I thought that wasn't like that I thought that wasn't there anymore. And I saw my best friend that after three months of taking this course was reading Arabic and she was more or less able to understand it and speak it. And I was like, what the hell am I done? <laughs> I see you trying to learn Arabic for like nine years and like here, here you are. Like, what the heck? Uh, she's yeah yeah you should just you should just you know try it and she was also learning about soft skills at the time and I began seeing changes on her like if she said she's gonna do that she kept her work kept her word word she was like more focused she was like putting more work into not school but things she actually loved and she uh she was beginning to dream because sometimes when you're like so stuck into university so stuck onto like you know, reaching the next checkpoint, like, okay, go to high school, next university. You forgot that when you were a kid, you had a dream that was bigger than all of that. And you get like so lost in the kind of like medium to pursue that dream that you like, we get it all backwards. You forget what you're doing, what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And just seeing the change in her and like, she's just been like one of my support, like biggest supports and everything. When she told me, hey, just like try this soft skills academy, try this kind of things, and let's see how it goes. Um, 
at that point, I had like stopped self-harming for quite a while. So I was like, oh yeah, I think I'm over this right now. Um, and I was beginning my second year of chemistry of my, yeah, my chemistry degree. Uh, things were like, I had like, like classes from the year before that I had to redo because I failed them. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's like Egypt cracked my mind open. I'm like beginning to learn more about personal growth. I'm fine, I'm on my way. Um, then I saw this course that she actually did on advanced learning uh, techniques that and that like she was like huge fan of. And I was like, oh yeah, I need to, I need to do this. And my parents were like, this is so weird. We like, are you sure you want to do it? Like, it's nothing like, it was like nothing we've heard of before, okay. I'm like yeah I trust her I trust her I know like she's I know I know have seen the results I want them too like I want to get out of this rut I want to get out of um just failing over and over and feeling completely worthless and mm-hmm. because my personal value uh being so great at school for so many years was so tied up to my results so when I had results I was an awesome human being when I didn't have results I was a piece of shit and that's it and it was um i began to work to to be able to afford this course and the way i did it was to tutor uh children and tutors like high school kids and chemistry english uh pretty much anything they needed and i began to realize it was the job of my life but i was super happy when i went to work like do you have to give me any bad news? Okay, before work, because I know that as soon as I step into this person's house and begin to help them out, even if it's with homework, I'm like, I'm just gonna be all smiles. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be feeling super blessed and super happy. So there's no way you're going to kill my vibe before work or like <laughs> after work. Um, I'm just, I just loved it so much. Uh, it was something that chemistry had never given to me and like but it was like it was um kind of like being in love more or less like it was a feeling that I didn't I had never I had felt before but I never tied to a job or something mm-hmm. um and I was also, also I was also feeling like so honored to be able to help someone you know to be like again as I said before education or like teaching is a way of loving for me so and that's something I discovered through that, this job. So I was just so grateful about it. And also, of course, there were like ups and downs. There were like, I still resort to alcohol sometimes. I'm partying so much. And I was like, um, not the last one standing, standing, more or less the opposite. I was like the first one down uh, whenever we had to party hard and everything. Um, anyways, because I was just so trying to, before that, I was like trying to run away from my life so badly. I I tried to find anything that I could really. Um, so yeah, fast forward 2020, we all know what happened that year. Um, I took the course in January, yeah, January 2020. And my mind, like it blew up my mind, to be honest. And like, <laughs> I suddenly saw myself to be able to learn this chemistry thing that I like wasn't really feeling good at and like, I saw myself as capable of finishing my degree in a reasonable time being and everything, you know, not being like a grandma that's still fin- trying to finish university. <laughs> uh, I, I had such a great mentality back then. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
And I also began to collaborate more with this academy and this course. And like, I was just so in love with everything they offered. I was like, there's no way no one knows about this. Like, I need to like get the word out. And everyone, like all of my classmates need to know about this. Like, if this has like changed my mind and like has like helped me, it can help so many more people. Mm-hmm. Um, so then in March, 2020, um, Spain got, I remember like, it was so weird because I had been working all that week, the weekend before. And like, I was like working so hard. I didn't like, for me, the weekend flew by. And then I I remember I had lab practices. So I was like supposed to be at university for eight hours that week. And we weren't allowed to miss labs unless we were like super sick. We have to go to the hospital or had like a medical um, justification or whatever. Uh, the paper signed by by uh, by a medic that uh, said that. Um, so when they said, "Oh no, the university is going to close," I was like, "No, it, it can't close." <laughs> like what? What's like that's so weird. And at this time, I was living with my what, Marta, my best friend. Um, we're like sharing the um, like a flat, and my dad had moved back to Cantabria for his job, so I was just living with her. And I remember, like, we were both, like, in shock, like, what? It's, like, is this even real? Like, are you are you for real? And she was the smart one because she resorted to go back home. And I was, like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, it, it, this is going to be closed down for a couple of weeks. It's fine. I can be here. Oh, hi, Kitty. I can be here for, <laughs> for a couple of weeks, and I'll be just fine on my own. And in the end, it wasn't a couple of weeks. I ended up spending quarantine alone for three months in my apartment and I was unable to return to Cantabria with my family and honestly I have family here but it was like I was just just I don't know why um they offered me to stay with them and I don't know what happened to my brain and I was like no yes it was I was so confused and I was like also in disbelief of what was actually happening that I couldn't wrap myself for like we couldn't think of like being locked in my house for a full month and last three months, which is like the time that it ended up being. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> it's funny when I think about it. But yeah, that's what actually happened. And funny thing is that thinking of myself as someone that had a past with self-harm and everything, I was so scared of being alone with myself because I didn't trust myself when I was alone with myself bad things happen um during the, those uh three months I didn't cut myself even once so I felt pretty good about it I'm like oh wow maybe this mm. is actually over for now and I managed to do it on my own I actually had like I kept like uh getting information uh, about personal growth working on my soft skills on the soft skills academy uh the thing is, is I still couldn't like get myself to study chemistry like I hated it and every single time spent with that chemistry book I was just like I had like a knot on my throat and I was like I don't get what I'm able to explain this to someone but when it comes to myself I just I can't do this so I remember calling uh, my tutor at the time which is like after the course you get like assigned to a tutor which is like your personal coach in mm-hmm. learning and telling her my problems and she was like super good about it and she was like okay yeah you you can't leave the degree and I was like 
what do you mean I can't? And she's like, no, you can't because if you leave that right now before overcoming this, um, you're going to leave but with the feeling that you there's something that you never fixed. So let's work on fixing this and then you can then you do whatever you want. But like set yourself a goal, a small goal that will allow you to leave the degree um, feeling that you actually overcame it and that no matter whatever you start afterwards, you're going to be able to do it. And I was like, all right. Let's do it. So I actually prepared, actually prepared two of my finals, but really I only prepared one of them. And I was able to, I passed it. I was like, oh, wow, incredible. And before passing it, like uh, from the academy, they gave us this one challenge of learning Italian in 15 days. I have been more or less learning Italian in like, like the week before. So I was like, oh, well, I, I'm already doing this. So let's speed up the process. And people say I speak Italian. So I learned Italian in <laughs> a day in three weeks, more or less. And it's shocking for many, but I just apply the techniques that I actually teach now with this academy. I actually now work for them. So yeah, what twist? Uh, and all of that. So I learned Italian in 15 days. So I passed my, I passed one of the exams. I decided I wanted to leave my degree without no idea of whatever was going to come afterwards. <laughs> and here's not like, you don't have a major, it's just a full degree that's focused on one subject. So if you switch degrees, you like, it's like when you get like, when you die in this like games and you begin from like, you have to restart over from zero. So pretty much that, and I had no idea of whatever I had to do. So I did that. And then I had this one friend of mine that I actually met in Canada, he's from Brazil. And he was like, hey, my birthday is in 15 days. I want you to sing happy birthday to me in Portuguese. I dare you can't. I'm like, I cannot do what? Just watch. <laughs> um, so at so the time I, um, I was told I needed to redo my university application exams. So I had one month to prepare for those and 15 days to learn Portuguese. <laughs> and I did both. <laughs> Honestly, like uh, <laughs> I did both. Um, also, for me, the biggest difference was the, that I had techniques that were actually like, actually um, techniques and also a method that was like crafted for me. Like what we do here is uh, we give you a learning method that actually helps you to learn whatever you want in not the time you want, but a reasonable timing, but faster than an average person. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. um, so I did that. <laughs> it was actually funny because I ended up having the highest score on the exam than when I first did it. <laughs> uh, I was like, okay, I have one month to prepare. I also like, I learned, like I wasn't so fluent. I'm not a, as fluent as I am in Italian and Portuguese at this point. And to be fair, I have stopped learning Portuguese altogether just because it's something that I don't need. But I know that if I wanted to, I could pick it up again. And uh, that one friend of mine had to eat up his words. <laughs> so it was all worth it. And then I begin it. I remember like I have made up my mind I would study psychology because I had seen such like I had friends of mine that first of all um, made me realize that psychology wasn't as dark as I thought it was. I wasn't like um, I had a completely diff different idea and I was give, like allowing myself to be guided by so much stigma instead of like giving it a chance 
And when I when I knew more, when I learned more about it, I realized that that was like the perfect like the perfect fit. That was not the one thing that I was like always not looking for, but because of what I think the best match for me is the job that I'm doing right now. But it was like the perfect um, the perfect way to complement to complement it. You know, to like put mm-hmm. it all put it all together. Uh, and I was super happy that I got into the university that I wanted and I felt like I had all my life together again and turns out I did not (laughs) (laughs) so like again when things got hard when like I wasn't feeling at a super good point I got back into self-harm and this one point I was like I can't believe I like I've gotten through like I've gotten myself through like almost a year clean like a year without doing any damage to myself why does this keep coming back like Mm -hmm. it was like this one demon that I couldn't like get rid of um so this was not this one time of course I was older I knew more about it um I still was living with my best friend so she was like yeah no you are calling your friends you're telling them about this and you're asking for help like we've and I was like yeah it's fine so I remember telling my dad over the phone and honestly, like he reacted in the way you wouldn't think any friend would react. Like he was like super shocked about it, but also he was like, what do you say to your kid that's telling you over the phone that mm-hmm. has been self-harming for almost two years and you knew nothing about it? So he was pretty good about it. And he was like, okay, yeah. Do you feel like talking to your mother about it? about this do you want me to talk about her I may have a friend that does therapy and like I can ask and we'll like get you help as soon as possible so yeah don't don't worry we'll get there and honestly I'm I'm very thankful for what he did over there like he it's not like I think about it and had it been my own child like I have no children I'm not planning on having them any soon but holy it's it's not it's not easy from like whatever perspective you decide to look at it, it's not easy. And um, for me, therapy actually really helped a lot. And like also focusing on myself and kept growing and kept like learning more about personal growth and getting more deep into that, uh, doing all short, sorts of different courses on that and like gaining a higher level of conscience was what like finally made me realize, okay, yeah, I'm at this point where I'm not, I'm never going to go back into it. Like I'm, I'm cured. I'm like, it's over. And I'm so thankful about it because like when I remember my therapist telling me, oh yeah, well, it will get to a point when you don't think about self-harming. And I was like, uh, when she told me, I was like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then like, when she said it again, I was like, wait, but is that like even possible? Like, can't can you actually do it? Because, you know, he's blonde, I'm brunette. And she's redhead I think about self-harm for me it's like yeah you know I have to deal with it and it's something that I can like maybe manage but I'm never hoping for it to go away Mm -hmm. um so yeah right now I'm super like I was with this one friend yesterday I was like yeah I can't believe I'm mentally healthy about like after like everything you've seen me through and all of that because it's been such a roller coaster and of course there's been like lots of failures and getting back into it and so on but you know you know when you are like okay yeah it's it's over now 
and it's also like also what kind of inspired me to begin working with the academy that helped me to pass chemistry in the first place because I felt that what we do is so important like there's so many students and so many professionals I see uh, going through our courses every single month and like there's so many like I love what you said like your your podcast about stories because it's what I think about my job too like there's so many stories I've seen in the same room on one day and like you see them leaving and I wouldn't say they leave transformed because it's a it's a learning method, but at least they like they leave feeling freer and like so many of them like happen to me begin to dream again and to think okay maybe I can do bigger I can do greater maybe like that Australian dream I had when I was a child is not that impossible now like maybe it's highly wrong and just beginning to questioning your own limiting thoughts it's so rich mm-hmm. and. There's just like so many things I've seen. And like, if you think like for me, learning languages, oh yeah, she's talented, she's whatever, she's talking English right now. Yeah. Like for me, I never, for me, like I always thought I could um, learn a language pretty fast. You know, I always thought I was like super good at learning languages, but I would like, if had you asked me or three years ago, I wouldn't tell you, oh yeah, no, I'm not, there's no way you can learn Italian in the time that I actually did right now. Or like, at least not without traveling because I was locked at home I was in quarantine so there's no I couldn't travel and for me also learning languages was just something that allowed me to travel without traveling because there's I feel that you can you're not the same in every language that you speak you have to think a little bit differently in order to Mm -hmm. be able to speak it together grammar right and everything and it reflects so much of the culture, the way they will speak, the way language, it's a huge mirror of the culture. And I'm like, I guess this one, um, Alexander Magne, I don't know how to say in English, but I don't care. Uh, quote, I absolutely love, let's uh, say speaking a second language is like having a second soul. And I absolutely, like, I think it's completely right that I can speak five of them. So if I'm not Lord Voldemort with his four courses, I don't know who am I right now. But yeah, it's it's true. It's going to be true. And I feel like most of our, our the world problems we have right now is just because we don't understand each other. And sometimes we don't bother to. And what I think is like, how wonderful it would be if we all like, not spoke about one language, but at least had some knowledge of, what the other languages some other people speak and this brings me back to psychology there's like so many cultural factors and so many things that go into understanding someone so many things that made you who you are today and you know you have this past this personal history and sometimes we judge because of one action that we see and we forget about everything that's behind and underneath it and it just blows my mind like for me like people in my life are my like I consider myself rich but because of the kind of people I have decided to surround myself with and the biggest richness in my life it's not in my knowledge it's not in what I have it's not what I, on what I possess it's on the kind of friendships and kind of relationships I have and like even the people I encounter sometimes they like people just keep amazing me and I think that's yeah that's what matters the most yeah that is incredible like honestly like that's the best way to put it 
I, uh, yeah, obviously like I never wanted, I have a million things to say, but I never wanted to, to butt into your story because, um, that's just, I wanted to hear it obviously in its full length as well. And, um, obviously you took me for such a surprise with the self-harm. I, that was something I never, never, ever suspected. And again, that's what is honestly, and that's, what's like, so kind of in a sense, like beautiful about it though. And it's a beautiful about your story is because like, I'm the same way. Like I'm somebody who has utilized self-harm countless times. And so to sit here and have you share that and for me to basically be like, how on earth did this person ever, ever utilize self-harm? It's the same as a lot of people in our lives. Like we don't know who is struggling to that degree with struggling with self-harm and, and utilizing self-harm all the time. But it, it, it is so true. The people that are the happiest, they might be utilizing it. And I know when I first started utilizing self-harm, I think I was, I was 15 years old. I think, yeah, I think I was about 15 years old. And I just remember when I was using it and it's kind of like going through life. And I was one of those people that would hide it all the time and I would play it off. And when somebody would see the, like the cuts that I had, I would just be like, Oh, it's fine. It's fine. Like, I'm fine. I'm, I'm totally neglect what it actually was and I would just always always say that and so to hear you say the exact same thing I was like you know what this is a really good opportunity for a lot of people to one just see that if they're utilizing self-harm like they're not the only one that's there like there's so many other people that are in that spot or have been in that spot and so to even just hear your story here where you once were and even like not even that long ago where you once were and to be where you're at right now and to see where you're going to continue to go is absolutely incredible. And that should just give so many other people so much hope because I know when I'm sure there's so many times when you sat there and you just thought it wasn't going to get any better. You thought you, this might be a spot where you would be forever or you just had no idea how on earth you would ever feel better get to even the spot that you're at right now and I think again that's why it is why it really is why our stories can change somebody's life and save somebody's life because I know for a fact that somebody that's listening to you and your story and this episode in particularly they will 100% if there's somebody that's utilizing self-harm they'll gain hope from it they'll see that okay it's it's not impossible to reroute my life it's not impossible to change my life it's not impossible to become who I want to become because if she can do it or if we can do it then they can too you know and it's just one of those things where it uh it's insane when you really hear people talk about it because I think we always suspect that there's going to be big red flags and all these flashing lights around the people that are utilizing self-harm. But in reality, oftentimes there's no real indicator. It's, it's just average everyday looking people that are walking around us that are suffering. And, and it comes back to the fact that everyone has a story and everyone has struggles. Like we just, we, 
not everyone puts them out into the front view and allows everybody to see them, wears them on their chest. But uh, I think that's something, again, what we all need to realize is we all have struggles, no matter how, how big or how small we all have struggles in our life. And um, the, just you sharing that, like I, I formally just want to thank you for that. Cause it's obviously a super, it's, takes a lot of courage to share something like that and a lot of strength and a lot of vulnerability. And honestly, like I. Thank you. It's actually the first time I think I shared like us so openly. It's not something I, yeah, it's not something I usually talk about. And like whenever puppy comes up, like, oh yeah, struggle with self-harm in the past point, that's it. But I want to put it out there and not just in a way as romanticizing self-harm, but in a way of like letting people know it happens. It's more common than most people think. And I was so stubborn to reach out for help. And when I did, it was so easy. Well, not easy, but it was like, it was there. I know that if it was there, it was like, because someone previously like had the same thing and made sure that when someone else like me, like you, like whoever it is, encounter with the same problem had the resource and I was super lucky about it and I also had like awesome friends a super encouraging um atmosphere and everything that were like okay you're going to get through this and we're here to support you and we're here to listen to you and we don't care if we're not gonna like it it's we are here Mm -hmm. And I'm just beyond thankful for it. And I remember like in one of these courses I taught, there was um, this coach, well, his name is Teos Kaki. He ever listens to it, to this, uh, credits to him. That I was like sharing to him how I felt I couldn't forgive myself for self-harming, that I couldn't like, I just could not bring myself to look at myself in the mirror and say, um, you're like, hey, I forgive you for everything. And I understand that you were scared, you were alone. You felt like I had, you had no one. And this is what the first solution that came to your mind. It might not have been the best, but was what came to your mind and that's it. And I remember him telling me, I think um, someday you'll be able to inspire many with your story. So um, there you, you are. <laughs> Yeah, here I am. It's crazy. <laughs> you know, he's a prophet or something. He he knew about this. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, he he was right, and I want to be open about it. I don't want to hide it anymore. And you know, I feel pretty good about who I am right now. What am I? What I, I am? And um, like, whenever I look at myself in the mirror right now, I don't see uh, I don't see myself as my torturer, but I see myself as someone I love and someone that I'm going to love more every day. That passes and my ultimate goal in life is just being able to wake up one morning look at myself in the mirror and see and say hey here's the love of my life I chose to spend the rest of my life with this person and whoever mm -hmm. else comes around it's, it's also welcome honestly like just reflecting on the whole facts about like sharing your story and and how even like talking openly about self-harm and just being like really embracing that vulnerability and and obviously even just gaining the courage to initially like first off like you said share it with your your parents or the people that are closest to you and and really allow people to feel your pain or at least let them know what's going on I think for me anyways that was one of the most daunting things I ever did I remember um 
I told a couple people before that I like was really close with and, and they didn't necessarily react in the ways that I was thinking they would. And um, I mean, at the same time too, I was always just trying to push it off and, and brush it aside. And then eventually when I did, when I openly was just like, this is what I deal with. This is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm experiencing. When all of those things happen, it was, it was just like the biggest weight off my shoulders ever because just being so open with it, allowing people to understand it a little bit, it obviously, well, beforehand, you, you create these massive stories and you think it's going to go one way and you think the whole entire world is coming to an end and, and nobody's going to understand and everybody's going to hate you for it or look at you way differently, really treat you like an entirely different human being. And I think for the most part, that's never the case. People truly do want to support you and they care about you and they love you and they just want to make sure that you're okay. And that's ultimately at the end of the day, why people react however they react is just because they care. And there's always going to be people that care and that want to, to help you and will do anything to make it to make it better or make you make you appreciate yourself more or whatever it may be yeah I think for me it was like opening opening about it with my parents like it was it wasn't easy and I wasn't comfortable with being that vulnerable with them at the point and I don't know if I'm if I am to be honest like so comfortable with being vulnerable like so much vulnerable, like being like, hey, please, I need, I need you to take care of me because I have no idea what to do with this. And also with self-harm, I think like for me, the hardest thing was like, I know I'm doing this to myself. Can please someone help me stop, stop me? It was like, mm-hmm. it's if, like you have no control over yourself for some reason. And like my parents, for example, they, they like they didn't necessarily understood everything. They didn't really like, they, they missed the whole parts of like why was I got into that spot in the same pl- in the first place because they weren't there and it wasn't their, their fault it was a, it was not their fault but I just kept them out so much do you suddenly like they suddenly saw this and of course they knew something wasn't right because they saw me I wasn't as happy as ever I like I they saw my university report card report cards cards and everything so like they knew something wasn't right but I would just like kept brushing it off um they're good they were pretty good when when I told them and most people just want like when you tell them this they just listen and if they react any in any other way it's just we because we're not taught how to deal with this and it's really not their fault like as I said before um how do you react like right now because I have an experience with it it's so if anyone came to me and told, told me about this I'll be like okay and I'll be, I wouldn't be necessarily very uncomfortable talking about it because I have my experience. And also, I don't know what happens with psychology students, but we normalize talking about these things, which is also a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyone else, like, I wouldn't blame them if they felt uncomfortable, if they had like any kind of weird reaction that's not support. Just like they, we don't have the tools just yet. And it's not taught in schools how to react about it. And I don't know about you, I was never given a high school seminar on like what to do with your friends, whatever, has struggles with mental health or whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And it's not 
easy because you want to help so badly, but sometimes you just don't know how. Exactly. I honestly nailed it right there. I remember honestly, like in high school was when I was experiencing some of my worst times. And I would say like, just they weren't necessarily the times, oh my gosh, my voice, the times when it was like the absolute worst, but definitely it was a time when my struggles were just very prolonged. Like they would just last for so long. Like I just wouldn't feel happy for months at a time. Like I just, it was just always like down in the dumps for months on months and um, experiencing all these struggles. And I just remember being there and it is, it's such a lonely feeling because you don't know who to turn to. You don't know who to talk to. It's not a normalized topic. And when you're not getting those seminars on, on how to deal or how to help help somebody that is experiencing these struggles, it's tough because even for the people that are struggling, you don't even necessarily know what you need. So it's like, yeah, I could go see somebody and talk to a counselor or a therapist or whatever it may be. But it's also like, well, how is that going to benefit me? Because I know for a fact, like when I was thinking about seeing a therapist, I was just like, mm -hmm. okay, what is that going to do for me? Like, what does it do? Like, I, I was always taught that if you're ever struggling really deeply, then go see a mental health professional. But it's like, okay, but like, what does that do? Like, I didn't even learn about what it does until I was actually like there. And then I was just the one that would spread that to other people. But I was like, you see, that's honestly where all these problems kind of come in is that we're not ever taught how to, how to deal with these struggles. We're not ever taught how, how, how we should react when somebody else tells us about their struggles. Like we're just never taught all these things in the times when we should be taught them. And I just think like we all, we all learn this in our later years or, or like at least some of us do. And we obviously all fall into our paths and um, it's just, it's really sad because there's a lot of kids, especially right now with social media, with everything that's happening in the world and how it's so easy to like, to get basically to, to get uh, hated on over social media or to have something negatively impact ourselves or to have like, obviously we both probably saw it in, in high school where, a lot of bad things can happen just through, just through the online world. And it's, uh, it's just really sad because there's so many opportunities for people to help others and, and to really educate people. But unfortunately, there's not a lot of people that are doing that. And I think it's something that 100% should be, should be happening. Like there's no question, no doubt in my mind that it's something that needs to to be addressed and needs to happen because there is a lot of people that are utilizing self-harm or that are having suicidal thoughts, suicidal ideations. And it's something again, where like we're all capable of making a change to some degree, but honestly, it kind of starts with normalizing the topic in its entirety. Uh, Cause that's, again, we, we all think it's like, it's like, I don't even know, fragile glass who nobody can ever touch it but yeah. it shouldn't be that way. Yeah, you have to be a psychologist to talk about emotions. That's also like one of the newest ones I have heard. Um, what I think is just, we need to educate kids in emotional intelligence. Like I've learned that through seminars, through things that I like attended to when I was older. Um, 
you know, some people tell me, oh, well, you, you learn this through life. I'm like, yeah, but what if you don't? Um, and I feel like it's super important to like, why isn't empathy taught in class? Why isn't um, how to help people, communication, effective communication? When, when I, why aren't those things taught? Like they should be. And when you were talking about like bullying and everything that happens through the internet, like for me, it was like, well, that's something I, I likely never got to experience. I never got to like me bullying at some point in middle, mid school more or less, but that's like, I had a great mom about, my mom was also awesome about it and she managed. So my, she did it in such a way that uh, myself seem was never like um, damaged by anything of it by any of it oh English <laughs> anyway um yeah so the point I want to get to here was um I just think about even the bullies are kids that struggle you know like even those who are mean to each other there are the ones that are struggling too and that one thing that also prevented me so much from getting help was this thought of yeah but my struggle is not as big as others you know some people have it way worse mm. than me and I look at my life and I think like, yeah, I honestly have an awesome, I have had an awesome life. There's, there was nothing missing in my life. Um, I've lived in privilege for such a long time and I'm thankful for it. But if you're struggling and if like, it's hard for you, that's enough to ask for help. That's enough to, to reach out and don't judge your struggles Don't judge yourself yourself in such a way that you think you're weak it's fine we all do and we'll grow from it at some point but the point is what if you don't grow why if you are missing a huge opportunity here or from like evolving and you just keep hitting the same rock over and over again um like if you have encountered something that's bigger than yourself you need someone that's bigger than you to help you carry out the good rock. It's not going to go away by itself. Mm -hmm. No, exactly. You, that was the most on par thing you could have ever said. <laughs> and it's just, uh, yeah, oftentimes we just, we really do think that our struggles just aren't worthy of speaking about. And that's why we keep quiet. We don't, we don't want to seem like a burden on anybody we we oftentimes are just like oh well okay even though I'm even though I'm struggling with self-harm it's like look at my life look at my family's life like I we're we're good it's fine I'll just I'll deal with my thing and and it's fine or like why would anybody else listen to me like they're just gonna they're just gonna say oh, well your life is good like <laughs> figure it out or like you're okay and um I yeah I, I totally agree with you it's just we can't compare our struggles or our lives to anybody else's because again, like anytime you feel, anytime you feel down or you don't feel okay, like those are valid feelings. Like those feelings, just because your life might be good, just because um, maybe from the outsider's perspective, your life is good. It doesn't mean that it actually is. And any, I always just say like anytime something takes away from like your true character or your happiness, then it's something that's valid, no matter who you are, what's happening, no matter what it is, how small it may be. If it truly does disrupt your happiness and disrupts your life in any form, then it's valid. And 
that's something that's worth talking about. It's something that's worth expressing because again, like you deserve to feel happy. You deserve to live freely. And it doesn't mean just freedom with money and freedom with opportunities. It means freedom of, I guess, in a sense, speech as well. And, and just really, uh, really valuing your feelings instead of neglecting them overall, really. Yeah, like there's also like a point of assertiveness there because sometimes our problems are with others and it's also important to say what you feel. And what I mean by assertiveness, I don't mean like, oh yeah, say it just as you think it is and like being straight to the point. I mean like expressing such a way that's understood and no one gets offended by still saying it. Uh, there's so many people that like with all of this oh yeah no let's be happy about everything and so on and feel like oh yeah no I, I need to be happy all the time so if I'm not happy I'm doing wrong at life and when like I feel sad and sometimes I get mad I yell like I like the whole expect spectrum the only difference um that I have learned over the years that I've learned like working on my emotional intelligence is how much time do I want to spend um living sad feelings being mad and when I feel sad um, I allow myself to feel sad I allow myself to be mad I, I allow myself to experience negative emotions in one part because I live I believe so much in metamedicine and like that not expressing your emotions harms your body and also because it's a part of being alive and humanity and it's beautiful the way it is but it's not okay it's to be bottling up emotions and bottling up your problems, thinking that one day you're gonna wake up and they're gonna go away because they don't. Surprisingly, they don't. We wish they would, but they don't. Um, same thing goes the other way around. Like maybe you're suppressing your happiness because you see people around you are miserable and you don't want to say, hey, well, I'm thankful that this happened to me today. And it's absolutely valid too. There's, feel happy to feel sad like the whole spectrum is welcome here you just choose what emotions you want to live in your life and if you like if you have your basic necessities covered then what are you doing that you're not like seeking happiness and seeking your like, yeah. like well-being yeah that's <laughs> this is this is exactly why i wanted to bring you onto the podcast so you could spread all your wisdom to every last person that listens i uh it was funny actually when you were when you especially when you were sharing your story i was just kind of sitting there and i was like wow i was like i don't even know if i need to say anything in this episode like i think she's got it fully covered here so <laughs> i told I like, you it was gonna can, take over <laughs> Yeah, I was like, well, maybe maybe I could just hand it right off to her and she can do this whole entire thing and be like, hey guys, this is my segment. Uh, and then I'll just uh, I'll just piece it together later. You mean to the show, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, oh gosh, no, no, that's literally what it's for. Like this is this whole entire show is just an opportunity to give somebody a platform to obviously share the wisdom and the knowledge that they've gained through life and share their experiences, share their life story. And you did exactly that. And more, so, more, or, oh my gosh, and more, you did exactly that. And more, I think English might not be my first language. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Like, I'm just like, I have during this whole podcast, I have been like laying on that, like, oh yeah, English is not my first language. But then had this been Spanish or Italian, 
I would probably have struggled just the same, but yeah. I didn't have any excuse back then. So yeah, oh, you're okay. It's fine. We, we, we don't we don't want to speak, but emotions emotions speak for themselves. Yeah. No. Exactly. So what ex- like honestly before we kind of obviously wrap it up and everything, I I, I do have like I'll have a couple of questions for you, but before okay. that, I just want to ask you. Um, kind of like about right now, like obviously right now you are still impacting a lot of people's lives and helping a lot of people. Um, but like for you, like where, where do you see all all of this knowledge going and like, where are you putting in a lot of your, your time and efforts and like, what's kind of that goal for you? Okay. So First of all, I'm just going to put it out there. I believe it's super important for anyone to be educated on values and know what their values are. Like for me, a talk, like personal growth seminars and so on to discover my values. But two of the greatest ones are to grow and to contribute. Like I'm not the happiest when I'm giving to people, you know, like then you have to take care of yourself. And like, you know, if the engine is not working, it's super hard to be able to give to people. Uh, but so far right now, um, like I told you, I'm just one regular student. I studied university. I also work and I absolutely love like, like even I think that whenever I go anywhere, just focusing on the now, I'm just like, I'm going to be that one person. You know, I'm gonna be that one person that if no one speaks in class, I'm gonna speak up. If no one, if you feel like you have no one, you have me. If you don't believe in yourself, I'm gonna believe in you for two, you know? So that's like my main goal with anyone I encounter. And actually I'm like school rep right now and I'm working on like a couple projects with like have building up a better, uh, like not better atmosphere, but like just constantly making the, the education system better. That would be like my ultimate goal in life, but like, making my university and like my like the psychology degree itself a better place to be and to learn which is actually a pretty good act right now but like you can always get better mm-hmm. uh, and also on the other hand like with my job and like being a tutor like for me every single time i get assigned someone that i have to like follow i get to follow their steps it's like more or less like a coaching thing mm-hmm. but towards learning uh so for me like they are my life. And I get like some, some of my students, they, I call them tutors, but some of my students, they'll be like, Christina, it's 1am. You don't have to answer to me right now. I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. I have to answer to you right now. Like, this is what, what I love doing. And like, mm-hmm. um, I think I get, I got off the point a bit, but yes. No, that's um, awesome. I like right now, my life is just given to everyone in these two ways on whatever I whenever I'm in at any place and also at my my job by coaching people and teaching them teaching them what was once taught to me and that it's not magic that I learned two languages from zero to the level happened right now. I have this one uh, this one kid that was like he's 14 he's super cute um he's an awesome student he knows Spanish English Latin he's he was he was a top grader before I, I got to meet him and I remember our first first session and he was like, Christina, I have one question. I'm like, Marcos, tell me. And he's like, yeah, so I was thinking about like memorizing numbers. I'm like, yeah, we can do that. I'm like, yeah, but I want to memorize pi. I'm like, okay, how, how many digits of pi do you want to memorize? And he's like, 
how about 50? I'm like, okay, let's do 100. Um, we memorized together 100 digits of pi. And you think about it, oh and you're like, oh yeah, no, that's, yeah, right? That's magic. But it's absolutely <laughs> not. It's mm-hmm. completely, like for me, it's gotten to a point where it's completely normal. And it blows my mind that for people is something crazy. So I just mm-hmm. want to like put the word out there to like to be able to share it and to be able to like, get more people to to know this world because once you like I don't care what you learn with the techniques I teach or I just hope that someday you are you know like living your dream life and that studying doesn't come such trouble to you that you know be you have to move to another country and you're like okay I can learn language that's no problem here in Spain for us is English. Everyone needs to learn English and we don't even know why, but it's like the most international language right now. So if we don't know it, and I actually had one student that came to me, she was like 43 years old and she never learned English. And she got she was fired from a job she had been doing for 10 years because she couldn't speak English. And that's how hard it gets. But for us, it's a true necessity to, to learn more languages and to keep doing those things and you're always going to be learning through life so if I can just mm-hmm. give you what a couple to couple tools that will like leave you all set up for me that's like I'm more than happy to be there and I don't even care if you remember me or if you remember what we did together I just care about your well-being and that you're doing fine and that you're like have the tools to build your dream life and that's about it that is incredible <laughs> I uh I mean one of the the things for me, which I, again, obviously it's so evident how genuine you are. (laughs) Like there's no, there's no questioning there. Like you're just the most genuine person ever. But uh, the one thing I must say is like, what I found so intriguing is um, just how you, you are talking about like, for instance, uh, learning languages. And it's like, right now you're speaking five I think that's what you said. Some um, give or take five. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so I know for me, like in my life, I have always like, I've always been like, oh, it'd be so cool to speak other languages and just never, ever gave it the time of day. Like I, like in school, and this is what's funny. And I actually wrote about this or spoke with it to somebody the other day and I was talking about French and when I took French in school, maybe it was actually with you. I can't remember, but anyways, I, (laughs) I have no idea. (laughs) Anyways, in school, I always uh, had to take French and I always got an A like always in the class. Like my letter grade that I got was an A, like always did super well in it. Did not understand a single thing. Like nothing like honestly just bare minimum nothing and I'm like how do I get an A in this class and know nothing like and there was other kids that were in the class that could honestly speak it decently fluent and I was just sitting there like I have no idea what's going on like nothing but like I was just good at school and I could I could study things and memorize things and and then I would memorize what I had to for a test go into the test and do really well on it and then would know nothing. And I was like, that's not the type of learning that I want to do. And I know uh, recently I was looking at it because like, I have all these dreams, like I told you about, or not even dreams, like things that are going to happen where I'm just going to be moving to different countries. And like, I don't want to step into these countries 
And obviously some places I will, and I won't know the language, but I, for me, I'm just like, I want to be a person that truly does know multiple languages because it's incredible. It's so cool. Anytime you tell somebody that it's like, wow, this is insane. Like that's so cool. And I am one of those people that's like, I don't want to just be going up to these people and be like, Hey, sorry, I'm English. And that's it. Like, I want to be somebody that is really striving to speak different languages and, and is somebody that's always expanding in different ways. And this is just a really fun way. And I know that's why I've been so intrigued by everything that you do and what you've learned and how you did it and everything. And why I'm definitely going to be looking into it because I'm like, Hey, if I can learn a language in a short period of time, and I'm not saying I'm going to learn anything in 15 days, but you need to even just, like, yeah. yeah. And even just but, learning it in a shorter period of time, that's, that's something. And like steps, like that's, that's a big thing. Right. And um, that's why it is. It's just so cool. And so envious just to see you do that. It's really, really yeah. cool. Good news for you. It's like, you already speak English. So the, you have the first one down. That's the hardest to, to learn. So like, you know, it took you two years to go from, or like even three to go from zero to fluent in English. So that's, you have the hardest one. It's down now. Let's get onto the next one. Like for me, first of all, like I never have negative thoughts about myself and my ability to learn things. And that's also, I feel like it's very freeing, the kind of beliefs you have mm -hmm. about yourself in such a way. And then have like this pressure of having an English last name, last name. So even though if anyone in my, no one in my family is English, you're like, oh yeah, well, we need to learn English because, you know, we, we, need, we have another last name to look up to. So I had like no choice. And um, again, in Spain, we have like this huge necessity of learning languages. But what was, what was like the most, I think like whenever I learn language, if like you've seen, like learn Portuguese because I have a friend, I learned Italian also because I have a friend and actually the, the business I work for right now, like its main uh, office, it's in, Ita in Italian. So it always comes in handy. And uh, I also learned French at school, but it didn't go so well. As, as you said, like, yeah, like I'm able to understand and I will just speak it more or less, but I will have to go over it sometimes soon mm -hmm. too as well. But for me, what matters the most is that whenever I'm traveling and I encounter someone and I'm able to talk to them in their native language, it's just mm -hmm. like you you unlock the secret door, you know, like like they just look at you differently. They like it's a completely different relationship. Like it's just an instant, oh my God, you you know a part of me. I can't you understand me in such a way that so many people around here can't, you know? Mm -hmm. And for me, like living in Madrid, it's so funny when I encounter someone that's from England or, or like even from Canada. It's so funny when I encounter someone from Canada, I'm like, oh my God, I've been to your country. How is that going? <laughs> um or like I when I run into someone from Italy and I, I'm able to speak Italian with them and they're like why do you speak Italian I'm like yeah. I don't know but it's so great <laughs> to talk to you um yeah for me what keeps me going uh you know five for me like oh yeah well it's a cool number but it's not the end like I've, I want to learn more and as my mm -hmm. life broke goes on I of course want to learn more and more and more languages and I will learn them as I need them mm -hmm. uh but yeah what keeps me going is that's a straight away to your heart so let's take it mm -hmm. I yeah the one thing that like the main reason why I want to continue to learn more languages is just with travel like you said I know this past 
or last year I was traveling through Southeast Asia. And when I was over there, I was, it was just like, oh my gosh, like I would, I would meet people that were speaking Spanish or speaking French. And I'd just be sitting there and I'm like, oh my gosh, I just want to talk to you. Like I, I like, and it's, it's not because obviously like they usually could speak like some English, but sometimes it's difficult. It's like, I just wish, like, I wish that it wasn't always like people were having to curate to me. And I wish it was more so like I was just able to speak their language and have a real in-depth conversation. Because like you said, it does, it breaks down that barrier. And especially with like, um, in the upcoming months where I'll be like moving to these new places, it's like, I want to actually be able to speak their language. I don't want to move to their, their land and just be like, Hey, so can you just speak English to me? Because I'm English. Like I want to, I want to learn and be able to speak, speak all of their languages, because I think that's, what's so important in it. And it makes the, the journey a lot more valuable. I'll say, I think, like, I think it makes it a lot more pure and, and it's not like, it kind of does again, it, it separates you from, from being a visitor to more so of like a part of the country, you know, and um, maybe not fully, but definitely a lot more than if you're asking everybody to speak English to yourself. Yeah, you realize like, I cannot like teach you how to do it in like two seconds. If I, if I could, I would uh, yeah. see that you're so interested. Um, it's not a hard though, but like it takes a bit of time and practice. Mm -hmm. um, but um, yeah, as I was saying before, it's also learning how to think in a different way. And you realize that you are way more able to understand the way people think just because you speak that language. That, for example, here we translate everything, like our TV, everything is translated into Spanish. And I remember, like, since I live in Canada, I cannot listen to any of the translations because sometimes they're not as accurate or like the meaning gets lost in between the translation and um, i just think to myself oh gosh like might, like this something that's happened to me with a friend's episode can happen with like uh important documents it can happen with like so many things and like if like this is just my personal belief but i there's so many times when i think if we see wars if we see so so many countries okay there's like a huge and so many thousand reasons behind it but I'm sure that at least one of them, it's that they don't understand each other. They don't know how the other person thinks. And um, I've had like cultural differences with people. And just because of the fact that I know how my culture works, how their culture works, I have been able to avoid and work my, my way around them. But if you don't know, you're just like getting straight into a, an argument and it's not your fault. It's not their fault. It's just, you don't speak the same language. And sometimes even if you speak English, um, it's the same language. There are just some things that you just don't understand if you don't know their culture, if you don't know where they come from, you don't know their history, and if you don't know their backgrounds. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's something that like, it really it's really touching and I'm super passionate about. Like there's no, <laughs> that, that goes without saying. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely, obviously. But uh, no, and I think that, again, it's not just um, it's like, I think what is so interesting about like thinking uh, the way that other people are, other languages are like, that is so important. And again, it is, 
so universal with obviously like struggles as well and and understanding people from that side of things and I know in in my life I've gotten to meet a lot of people that have struggled and what is so cool is when I am um, when I am connecting with people that are living in different countries and across the world and and I get to have a very similar conversation and really relate to them and and be able to sit there and have us both just be in the same spot and understand each other. And um, I think, again, why it is so cool is just because it's like, well, we didn't grow up in the same way. We didn't grow up necessarily speaking the same languages, but yet we can connect in so many different ways. And again, it's, it's that's why, it, to me anyways, one of my biggest things, uh, like I was telling you, is just when I go to all these different countries, like I want to obviously be able to at least speak some of their language, hopefully be able to speak it fluently. Um, but also just be able to, to have a conversation with them about mental health and just be able to relate to them and be able to really have that vulnerable conversation, but in a different language and be able to show like, Hey, you know what? Like I'm not from where you're from. I didn't live and grow up the same way, but I am here because I want to just prove that no matter where we are in the world, we, uh, we can relate to other people. We can relate to their struggles. And there's people that are experiencing the same struggles in an entirely different part of the world as to what I am right now, but we have very, very similar struggles. And to me, that's, it's honestly, to some degree, it's, it's, uh, it's beautiful because it just proves that we're all connected in some way. And like you said earlier in the podcast, I think, we need to, we need to start to realize that uh, we can be like connected in so many different ways. And sometimes we just need to learn how to understand each other. And yeah. that again, is what's so powerful about it. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes even just being able to ask someone, Hey, how are you doing in their language? It's not like, I remember this one time, well, actually, I was like 17 at this time at this point and I was I had to go to New York like to travel from Kelowna to New York to do my university appliance exams New York why I don't know but I had to go to there and I took them there it's a pretty cool experience and I remember like I remember like being such a having this huge connection with a taxi driver that was driving me back from my hotel to the airport it was crazy and I just like you know the one thing I did was sitting in the back of the cabin asking, hey, how are you? What's your name? And he would like begin talking to me and we'll end up talking and he'll be like, and he will end up like opening up to me so much and telling me about his struggles, about like how he, he was from India, how he was, wishes he could go back to India, but he, because they just had to bury his, um, his mother, I think. And like he, like the way, like the struggles he was facing, and like it was, I don't know how, how long the drive was, it, like, you know, there's like traffic and everything. So let's say we need half an hour or an hour. And like you're sitting, I was sitting there and I was like, time was passing by super quick. And I was thinking, oh, wow, that's like so crazy how like this random connection that I just built with someone um, that I'm probably not gonna, going to be like seeing any time again. But how cool it is that I'm able to be here right now with him and listen to him and leave some part of me and, you know, 17, what wisdom did I have? Nothing. But like 
some leaves some part of me there with him and it's something that I reflect back on sometimes I'm like yeah I just want to be again this kind of person then this honestly sometimes just asking hey how are you are you okay um or like if you know it's something weird on someone like people sometimes get scared because I'm like very straightforward I'm like you what's going on today are, are you okay and they're like yes and like are you sure you're okay and they're like yeah I'm like what's yeah <laughs> you know but like asking is just so important you, you never know what's going on behind yeah honestly and it, it literally that is one of the biggest things um that I really try to implement in my life as well is is just having those having trying to create those vulnerable conversations with people um like I always say that as a society as a literally as a whole uh we all basically we all walk up to people and we say hey how's it going and everybody says yes or sorry everybody says good and, and that's it like that's usually how it goes and they're like good how are you and it's like good yeah and no matter how we're actually feeling what's going on in our life like that's how we answer and <coughs> excuse me and like honestly I it uh it's just it's sad because everyone has this really beautiful story and whether there's struggle involved which for most people there is or whether there's some some crazy amazing good news that just happened to them it always seems like we just answer good and that's where we leave it nobody ever elaborates so just being able to break down that barrier and have that form of conversation with someone is amazing and it's funny because we should have those conversations all the time but we don't and it's like this is a conversation right now that will stick with me forever because we made a connection and we got to learn something i have yeah. connections that i make with strangers all the time and it's like i i cherish those because it's a deeper level conversation but it's like why why do we not have those conversations more like why is that one specific conversation that stands out in your head like these are ways that we should really try to speak and conversations we should try to have all the time. But as people are, we don't like to do that. We don't like to allow people into our lives or, or ever let anybody think our lives are anything else but fantastic or good or, or fine, you know? Yeah, about that, like, oh, there's a few things I want to say. First of all, um, if you haven't read um, Your 20s, The Defining Decade, read it because you're gonna like it it's like mm -hmm. written from the perspective of a psychologist that treats, treats people that are like on their 20s 30s that decade and like one of the things that stuck stuck to me that she said is like people so often are so caught up on oh yeah but my life doesn't look as good in social media as someone else's and as mm -hmm. someone loves creating insta stories that loves because for me i love the creative process and that loves making things look pretty um like it it stopped to me like yeah i mean do are we aware that what we see on the social media is not like most of it's not real that's like an idealized form of reality and one of the um, hardest exercises that my that my therapist uh, ha had me do was uh whenever she i would come in and uh, she was me hey how are you i'm like i'm super good like, it'll be like my, hey, don't, don't ask me. I'm good. Okay. Let's, let me like my, my battery sitting in. And she's like, one of the things she like pretty much trained me to do is like, if 
you're not okay just say it i'm like mm-hmm. okay it's been a terrible day and <laughs> it will be it's it's honestly something that i've been implementing in my life like every time someone asks me hi how are hey how are you it's like one second for me to okay checking christina how are you today like what's going on inside of you okay mm-hmm. good now we can answer and it's just one two seconds but they're so valuable and just checking it with you is like so needed that um, I think it's super important to you. And you were asking us, well, why do you think people don't open up? And I think just we have this um, idea that if we're vulnerable, we are weak. Mm-hmm. And I had this idea too. And I did martial arts for years and I was the only one, only girl in the class. And I had like, I did so many things that it was like taught me to be the strong one, the one that never cries. Like, had you met me four years ago, I'd be like, oh yeah, no, I, mean, I only cry in the shower when I see puppies on TV. <laughs> and like, that's not healthy, mm-hmm. you know? And like, it's okay to be vulnerable and there, it takes so much courage to do it. Cause like now whenever I see someone getting emotional, being vulnerable, I think this person has it together because you know if you have the courage to be vulnerable you have the courage to be criticized and to think to say like hey there's some part of me like that's the deepest part of me that's how I feel you have it here I'm going to be transparent about it and I'm going to I don't care what you say about it because I can build myself back up or have people that can help me build myself back up but I want to show you what my life is like and Let's not let's not put makeup into it, you know. Like, mm-hmm. why why lie? Like, if you think about it, you go around saying, "Okay, I'm good, good." It's, that's the same lie everyone else is, tell, is telling. Why not start and say the truth? Like, hey, I'm struggling. Hey, I have some problems here, and you realize that a lot more people than you think are are not going through some things that are easy, and just like putting the word out there is a huge way of like making the world heal and making society be better mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's incredible i uh honestly i i actually recently i've been struggling with that a lot where i i realized how how i've kind of like stripped a lot of the emotion out of my life and it's something that's like really which is like the polar opposite of, of who I am. Like I'm somebody who has a lot of emotion, really puts out a lot of emotion. But what I've realized is, um, cause I'm a very vulnerable person. I like to speak my truths. I like to allow people to see what I'm truly feeling, how I'm, how I'm feeling. But when it's like my everyday life and I'm walking around, if something's bugging me, bothering me, I'm always like, no, like I've built my, I've created a version of myself where I am strong enough to overcome anything. And then with that comes this negative perception that I can't ever be vulnerable, like vulnerable from the sense of emotion, which Mm -hmm. is like obviously super unhealthy, but it's, it's, I think it's, uh, it's just so funny. And something that I, in a like kind of laugh at with myself is just because I'm like, you know what, like I am somebody who has built this platform off of vulnerability. I have really possessed so much vulnerability over social media I've allowed people to see who I am. I've created all of this strength for myself with my story, with being open with people about how I'm feeling. 
And yet when I get into a situation, I still don't show my full true emotions or allow myself like literally I've basically just shut off like my emotional side just because I'm like, no, like I am strong enough that I can overcome anything, which is hilarious. And that's something where like, I just want to speak, speak on that just because people need to realize that just because you're strong, just because you're a person that can overcome struggle doesn't mean you have to shut out emotion and that you can't feel sad, that you can't express your sadness, that you can't express how you're, how you're feeling, or even just like being extremely happy. Like all of those emotions are valid and they're there for a reason and they should be expressed because that's what allows you to be your true authentic self is when you're expressing all those emotions that you're feeling. And if you feel terrible, you express that you're feeling terrible. If you feel great, you express that you're feeling great, but shutting your emotions off just because you're a strong person or just because you're a person that wants more for yourself or, or wants to be um, somebody else's reason for strength is not any reason to shut off those emotions. Like you shouldn't have to shut those off or, or turn them aside because again, like what I've said is I've noticed that it started to negatively impact me. And obviously again, like that's not me saying I ever am not being my true self on social media or like anything like that, because I am like, I truly, what I put out is exactly who I am, but what I've just come to acknowledge is even just with myself more so is I, uh, I really do. Like, I just, I shut down my own emotions oftentimes because I'm like, no, like I'm strong enough that I don't need to feel sad in this moment. Like I, how can I reroute this when sometimes like all you actually do need to do is, is let those emotions out rather, rather than uh, keeping them in. I mean, I'm talking to you right now. Okay. I don't care if anyone's listening, yeah. but um, what matters is right now you're in a point of growth, right? Like, you're in a point where you're pursuing being happy. You're pursuing, like, you're mm-hmm. chasing after all of these emotions. But the thing is that emotion goes both ways. You're going to get beautiful ones and you're going to be- get bad ones. And you mm-hmm. cannot cut some of them out. And when you cut one out, like when you cut all the sadness out of your life, you're also cutting all this happiness out of your life. Like, you need to get the, you need to leave the extremes where you, the only choice you have is how much time do I want to spend in each side of the equation, you know? And mm-hmm. um, yeah, with great power, great responsibility, with great happiness, great sadness sometimes, or great feelings of insecurity. And that's okay, that's normal. We are human, let's embrace it. And for me, whenever, like, I just felt, I felt you so much when you said, um, I like, during the past months, like, this last two months I've been feeling like super well and like super focused on the record and what I want to be but before that I was feeling like numb and I was like okay like my life is good I'm doing things that I know I like why can't I can't feel anything like it's because it's not different it's because it's like part of my routine like why can't I feel anything um I have this one mentor in my life whose name is Lucrezia Vattimo and she's like my boss, my mentor, my instructor, she's like, she's like, she's a role model to me. And the thing she told me that I tell you right now, or to anyone that's listening, that's going through the same thing is go back to the basics, go back to gratitude. 
And if you don't have a gratitude practice right now in your life, if you don't like take at least one second of your day to think of the things that you do have and that you're grateful for, like like that can go like forever. Like sometimes we we get so lost in these rats and we forget how lucky we are and how much we do have and how much we have overcome. And to like look at ourselves in the mirror and say, hey, you did good today. Awesome. Keep going. Like, you know, to give yourself that like pat in the back and get you going. So if you don't have a gratitude journal or if you like don't have the habit of saying the things that you're grateful for, I think it's time to begin. Like it's always something good to do. And that it's also one of the, my favorite parts of the day. And sometimes like, for example, this morning, um, I was like, oh yeah, I, I just need to, I feel this need to write down everything I'm thankful for, for like the first two hours of my day, because it was just already got to an awesome start. And even if today sucks, I'll find something to be grateful for. If it's like I have food in my stomach, I have a roof of, over my head, I have this sweater that keeps me warm, my parents are healthy, I am healthy, and that's all I need. And I'm thankful for that. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Let's just not make it more complicated than it is. Exactly. I love that. Um, last question before we do wrap up this amazing podcast, though is what would be your biggest type of advice for anyone who is struggling or may encounter any form of struggle? Wow. I mean, everyone's different. Everyone for sure needs to hear something different and some piece of advice. But something that's gotten me through so much was thinking, what if there's an opportunity behind all of this? Like, no matter how hard I'm struggling, I think, okay, life loves me. Like life, Buddha, Allah, um, the universe, God, whoever you you believe in or yourself. There's a power out there that loves you. And that if you were his or a child, whatever, they will ha- love to have the best for you. So what if even in, in your darkest moments, there's a gift for you to pick? Like if you have to learn something for this, what would be the gift? And uh, to awareness, like, looking back in my story like at times where it was hard and times where it was easy but when I wasn't feeling good in Spain I found the, the opportunity to go to Canada when I wasn't feeling good in school I found the opportunity to find the law the job that today is the love of my life when I didn't like what I what I was learning I became the best at learning and I became overcome so much so what if the struggle you're facing right now what if that's your opportunity to be something different that's the only place of I <laughs> absolutely love that absolutely 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 love that I honestly I'm not gonna lie I might end up using that for a post either later today or tomorrow I'm not sure but just tag me please I, uh, <laughs> yeah absolutely I will trust me you're you'll trademark that one but I I can't express how spot on, obviously, like the whole entire podcast, how spot on you've been with everything, but like, especially that just because I truly think um, we're all always so scared of change. Like we're so scared to, to change our paths. We're so scared to maybe do something that's different than what everybody else is doing or, or pursue something that we didn't even know we ever wanted to pursue but sometimes when, when things aren't working, like, I don't think it's, 
I don't think it, it is uh, a negative to want to change who you are or what you're doing. I don't, I don't think that's a bad thing at all. Like we're only here for a short period of time and, and it's important that you make the most of it and you really do something that's going to make you happy and whatever it is, like everyone's source of happiness looks different, but it's important that we truly do just, just value our own happiness and, and chase it, pursue it, try to try to do something that really does uh, instill a lot of happiness within ourselves rather than just trying to suffer until, until it somehow uh, subsides. Cause like you said, there's, you've changed a lot of things in your life and you've always pursued something different when one thing didn't work. And, and I think that again, is something that a lot of people can take from and, and learn from for sure. Yeah. I also always like, even when I was like very little, I always had like this belief that I was in, I wasn't in this world at random, you know, not that I spend most of my days thinking about like, why do I exist and all that? Because I don't have time to think about all of those things and mm -hmm. get lost in my thoughts. But just to like, choose to have like, let's face it, nothing is real, okay? Like the only certainty I have in my life is that gravity exists and physical laws are a thing, okay? Mm -hmm. But other than that, we cannot be sure about anything. And maybe the things that we're telling ourselves are just lies. So let's just tell ourselves proactive lies. And I have chosen to believe that I'm I'm not in this world to, you know, just live. I'm in this world to do something and to do something about it and take the responsibility. So whenever I was struggling, I was thought, okay, this needs to have a bigger purpose. This needs to you know, I'm not here to do nothing. I'm, I've been born for something. And I don't know what it is, but I'm going to pursue it. And, you know, there's so much of finding your purpose. In the end, I think your purpose is what you choose it to be. And I've chosen that mm -hmm. I want to be different so I can inspire and I want to be happy so I can spread happiness. So that's what guides me through my worst and through my struggles. Because let's face it, I do struggle and even I can struggle to get out of my, my bed some days because let's face it, sometimes it's more comfortable to stay in your bed, but it's not what you're here to do. So whatever it is, just, there's a way out. Let's just have faith and there's a way out. There's light on the other road and life has something planned for you, even if you cannot see it right now. Mm -hmm. That is spectacular. And honestly, I, uh, I do just have to say thank you so much for for coming on the podcast, taking all of this time out of your day. I know it's late there, but I am just, I'm just so, so grateful that you obviously decided to come on. You were, you're thrilled to come on and, and truly just sharing your story is going to help so many people. And I just, I honestly, I, I just can't express how, how grateful I am to have brought you on today and to have you share your story. Cause wow it was not necessarily what I was expecting. It was a thousand times better than what I could have ever, ever expected. So I am just so beyond grateful. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you had me here today, to be honest. And um, thank you too, because I believe that gratitude is important. So thank you for what you did. Thank you for this. Thank you because like for me, just coming through your Instagram account one day, it was a huge thing. And you're some, someone that I truly admire. Like, again, I, like, I really admire you. I told you this before, but I really admire your authenticity. I really admire how, like, hey, you, you 
say things how in the way they are like i have struggled i'm here right now i'm not perfect this is who i am and the world needs more of that so what you're doing is valuable and if today you impact 30 people hey it's 30 lives we have impacted and those 30 mm-hmm. lives will impact another 30 and so on that chain keeps on going so no matter how little we think we are what matters is that the purpose that we're um we're serving is bigger than ourselves and you know no good action will go unnoticed ever so love that. thank you of course Mm -hmm. yeah no that that means that means a lot to me it definitely does and i 100 obviously we have to keep in contact we have to uh just keep chatting because obviously i know i'll pick your brain a million times over about how to learn a language faster and how to how to do all that but i i seriously am just so 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 appreciative of you coming on and and sharing everything that you shared because it's, I know it's, it's never easy and it it takes a lot of strength and a lot of courage to do something or honestly, just to do what you just did. And for that, I, uh, obviously I applaud you. I thank you. And I just, uh, yeah, it's just pretty cool when I get to connect with somebody like yourself. Thank you. That's magical of the internet right now. So, okay. It's the internet and their inventors. But uh, yeah, this, that's what I do. And like for you or for anyone that wants to reach me like after listening to this or whatever, like I'm 100% open. Like mm-hmm. I'm available to anyone at any time. And I read any every single message that comes to me and I make sure I have the time to answer them. So this is what I do for a living. I also love impacting people, coaching, all of this. So for me, being able to help it just makes me happier. So if there's really anything of that hundred and thousand messages that we said shared today or that really help or like if you're ever ever struggling because we both know you do sometimes and you need someone to reach out or you need to learn language faster. Yeah, I'm here for that. That's what I do and that's what I love doing. So I'll be here. No matter if we're like I'm like on the other side of the world. I'll be there. I love it. I love it. Well, honestly, with that, I guess we uh, will end up wrapping up our podcast. And again, I thank you. And maybe, maybe just go to sleep, get some rest. <laughs> I think you've, I think you've had a full You don't want to know what time it is over here, but yeah. Yeah, no, it's okay. I, I, I have plan ahead a lot, so it's fine. I, I didn't expect it was going to be so late. Like I was like, oh my God. For me taking two hours of some time it's a lot like I, I think I can be through one hour but I talked so much <laughs> <laughs> no it was awesome and yeah honestly like I thank you so much and just never hesitate to to reach out to me and obviously same for myself I'll never hesitate to reach out to you and I'm just again super grateful and I am extremely excited to actually post this podcast and, and let some people in on it so am I um, actually um, I, I told very little people that I was going to do this and I think so many of them are going to be thrilled and I'm just excited to share this with people so mm-hmm. thank you awesome. do what you do best which is share and spread Thanks so much for listening to another episode of Struggle Creates Strength. I hope everyone enjoyed Christina's story and I highly encourage you to reach out to her and have any form of conversation with her because she is definitely a person that you want to talk to and maybe even just ask questions and 
and learn from. She obviously has so much knowledge, is such a smart human being, and has also experienced a lot in her life and overcome a lot of battles. So I highly suggest you reach out to her. And if you do want to reach out to me or potentially come on the podcast, you are more than welcome to at Struggle Create Strength on both Instagram and Facebook. Or you can also reach me on my website at strugglecreatestrength.com. All podcasts are posted on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, and additional posts are posted on Instagram as well. Now, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for always showing up and really just accepting these vulnerable conversations and starting to normalize the topic. You being here, you showing your support is simply... I guess, in a sense, accepting vulnerable conversation and advocating mental health awareness and advocating vulnerable conversations. So I thank you. This would not be possible without you. And I am so excited to continue bringing these episodes to you. And now, just remember, everyone has a story.